You know what? I would say definitely set a goal a short time. I wouldn't do a long one. Um, I did that. So when Milan's occasion, they're like, well, how long? I said, oh, about 15, 20 years later on when I started. And of course, now that I'm where I'm at, I didn't know podcasting was going to start. I thought we we're just going to do wedding all the way or, you know, event. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I still love it, but I know there's, there's going to be a stopping, you know, stone somewhere. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Milan Haile of Milan's Occasions. Milan, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Gresham. I'm excited to be here. Super excited to have you on as well. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Milan so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Milan is the founder of Milan's Occasions, a seasoned event planning professional with 15 years of experience across the hospitality and professional event planning industry, and now a podcast. Established in 2016, Milan's Occasion specializes in all luxury weddings, multicultural weddings, as well as social and corporate functions. And although Milan's Occasions is based in the Metro DC area and the DC, Maryland, and Virginia area, she services clients. Uh, they also offer event planning and coordination services, and they're willing to travel within the U.S. to ensure your special day is a success. And I love Milan and her energy. And now, now that she's a podcaster and everything that she's doing, so Milan's super excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? I am. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Oh my goodness. So of course, so I'm originally from East Africa, Eritrea. Uh, been here like for almost 36 years. I uh, came here when I was nine years old. Uh, basically kind of starting in the own, in owning the business. Of course, it kind of started with my family. My dad is the owner of a restaurant called Salam Restaurant. Never in a million years that I would own my own business as a wedding coordinator, but as the functions that we do, the multicultural wedding, birthdays, uh, like I was telling you, Gershom, I mean, everything we do is big. There's nothing small when it comes to our events. And just kind of like started just helping family out and just kind of seeing my own family, uh, our community, just kind of always going out of their ways. And then, of course, later on, as I've gotten to the age and I'm like, you know what, I think I need to do this as a business because it's kind of always giving, always going, helping someone out. I'm like, why not take it as a business and just kind of go for it? So that's how it really started. Uh, and always just kind of like helping a, a bride, you know, you know, while they're walking down the aisle, they have no idea what's going on. While their veil is, you know, flipping on the other side. So I always jumped in to help. And family always said, you need to do this. You need to do this for business, like for just life, period. Um, and it's been exciting. I love what I do. Um, I was just on vacation, what, last week? And literally I was on my laptop working, you know, instead <laughs> of being on vacation, you know, once it's in your heart. The podcasting, let me tell you, um, it's been just a great experience with that. It all started being a member at a wedding loft. And, and that's usually for women entrepreneurs, you know, being creative, working together, networking. And they had a podcast uh, room and one of the, you know, the owner just said, you know what, why don't you use that room as a podcast? I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. And it started that way. And when I sit there, Grishman, and I know you know the feeling, you just feel like, just relaxed. You know, as you're interviewing folks and, you know, other clients, it's just kind of like a therapy also as well for you. Um, that's how I feel. I don't know if any, any other podcasts, but I'm sure 
Uh, and it kind of started also because of COVID, how a lot of entrepreneurs lost some business, some business kind of went down. Uh, that you know, this, just the exposure was not as, as, as high as it used to be. And that's when I came up, I said, you know what, how about interviewing entrepreneurs to get their name out there again? And so far, from what I've been hearing for the other folks that I've been interviewing, it's been great. It's been kind of giving them a great exposure for some that I've heard. Yeah, I absolutely appreciate that. I love that you said that word therapy, because I always say um, as much as I, you know, you, we try to help out the guests that are on the show. I, I feel like I get so much more, <laughs> if not equal to, you know, from the guests and, and having them on the show. But I love how you've been able to kind of grow this business and, and we're, we're kind of doing it, it sounds like for a very long time. Yes. And then it formalized itself into business. You had people that were telling you, you need to do this. Yeah. I think so many times when you have a gift, you have, you know, a passion, especially too. sometimes mm -hmm. those um, people around us will make a way for that passion and, and opportunities Thank kind you. of amount uh, come about from there. Yes, it, it does. I, I, that's why I would say it's so important to surround yourself, you know, with great family, friends, you know, if it wasn't for them and definitely, you know, with the man upstairs, I won't be here, you know, and even speaking to you right now. So it's been amazing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I, I know I touched on it a little bit and how you work with your clients. Could you drill down a little bit deeper to let us know exactly like what you do with your clients, how you serve them and how exactly that experience goes? So, of course, um, so I, basically, I kind of specialize a little bit more the multicultural because mm -hmm. um, that's where it's most needed, which is it takes so much planning. And I kind of and that's my my specialty, which I love. Um, you kind of with them from day one. So that takes like a whole year of planning. So when someone come up to me and they and I know it's a multicultural wedding, it's definitely going to be starting from the time that they that we speak. You know, they we sign that contract. It's, it's, it's a whole year planning. Mm -hmm. There's no I know some you know say we can do it in six months, but that's just a lot. Um, so basically, I'm kind of handling their meetings. Once they hire all the vendors, and if they don't have one or the other uh, vendors, I'll definitely will you know refer them to like three of them, and just kind of so once they kind of dial down to which who they want. I stay with the logistics of the time, um, who they hire, if they have a venue, I go with them and check that out to make sure it's okay. Because a lot of time I tell my clients, you know, when they pick a venue, just make sure you pick to the point that the ceiling's not too high. So music will be able, it won't be an echo. Where a lot, a lot of clients did not know that. Uh, that. So they always wonder like, well, why is it so echoey? Because the ceiling is too high. Mm. Uh, so these, you know, these are things that I kind of try to teach them uh, with DJs, with uh, catering. Uh, you know, sometimes they, they're like, okay, how can I bring two caterers? Well, you can always ask the caterer, can they make other, so if it's like a multicultural, like Eritrean, you know, like Habisha food, we call it Eritrean Ethiopian, they can make that one. But instead of bringing a different caterer, uh, could that can be a lot sometimes just ask your caterer can they make some American food right. so try to cut down also on prices because weddings as we all know it can cost mm -hmm. um, so I kind of try to help them with the budget sometimes too yeah but definitely is the time you know because um, I hear a lot of folks now I'm, I'm on this group uh, it's called I love uh, black wedding mm -hmm. and majority of them don't even have a planner and I they literally handling everything the time mm -hmm. and then at the wedding you making phone calls a bride and a groom should not be calling anybody the day that you're getting married. Right. <laughs> you know, at least have a planner or at least have someone in the family uh, that's, you know, that's going to help you. But definitely it, it takes the time consuming. I work with timelines with them. Um, just like right now, which I have a wedding next month, we pretty much done, uh, done with the timeline. But guess what? Uh, next week, Monday, I'm going to get with my assistant and kind of go over the schedules again. And then the venue, they want to know who's coming in, in the building. So I have to send them an email, which all the type of vendors that's coming inside the building. 
for safety reasons. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And, mm-hmm. and I think that um, so many times when something that is or should be, I guess, once in a lifetime, um, you know, to be able to get married, you want to make sure it's a really great experience and, and to be able to kind of juggle all the things that we have to mm-hmm. juggle in life. And sometimes if we have a business or we have a job or whatever it might be, in addition to all those things that can sometimes take a year, it can be a lot. So I love that. You, it sounds like you're kind of in partnership with, you know, the, 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 the um, yeah, the, the, yes. the people that are getting married because it allows that opportunity for them to kind of lean on your expertise, but also on the, of course, getting those things done. Definitely. It, it helps a lot. It really, really does. Of course, like I always say, I know not every wedding can be perfect. You know, there's, right. you know, hiccups, but at least the main important thing, you know, you want to kind of get that out of the way and communication. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm a big believer in like a lot of times, even with the hiccups, that shows a lot about the person and shows a lot mm-hmm. about like where they are, because I think very few things go on yes. uh, in life without hiccups. And I think that <laughs> how you respond to those hiccups really shows, you know, who you are oh, and yeah. what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And so I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself personally or the business uh-huh. or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? You know what? Uh, my outgoing and just speak up, <laughs> um, just kind of like, you know, letting them know that I think they, they feel more special as, you know, like especially like the multicultural from where I'm from. Right. That helps them. I'm like, OK, that's where she's from. She's been around that. So they feel really, really comfortable. And then, of course, the other side, being here in America for 30, uh, 36 some years, they're like, OK, she has both. So this is great. So that's when I, I can definitely see when they feel the comfort. And not just even for me, I even try to teach my other uh, planners, you know, that have never really done a wedding culture. That's why a lot of time, I don't know if you've seen as my post, I share. Um, mm-hmm. I share a lot of our traditional just to give them an idea because it is a lot to learn. Right. Um, even for us now, you know, there's, it's, it's changing. Uh, right. The dances are changing. The music are changing. The clothing are changing. Um, no one is kind of like following the same routine how it was back 20 years ago. Uh, so, of course, when the new, new newcomers come in, they're like, well, should I follow the old tradition? And I'm like, of course, you want to make sure with your family. I never right. tell a client, no, you shouldn't. You want to check with your family first. Um, and instead of changing the whole thing, maybe you can add a little bit of the old traditional as well. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to give a shock to your family. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> at the end of the day, it is their wedding too. <laughs> I don't care what anybody say. <laughs> Oh, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. No, I I love that. And and being able to kind of stay, you know, aware of like what's the new and what's the the, what's happening and be able to kind of Mm -hmm. um, add in, you know, the the more traditional or the the custom married, maybe even way things have been done and how to blend both of those things. Because I think like we talked about so many different things that you have to juggle in addition to Mm -hmm. like being aware of what's, you know, in what's happening now, vendors, just so many different moving parts to be able to kind of lean on that and be able to understand like each of these different people and how they um, and how and what they need for the wedding to go well is huge. Lovely. It is. It really, really is. So, yeah, that's that's one thing that um, I think makes it unique about me. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. And, and so I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? You know, I go to a lot of seminars um, and networking. So, of course, with COVID, it's getting better now. Uh, it is picking up. I, and of course with coaching um, workshops, these are the things that kind of really um, get me updated in my business. Because uh, if it wasn't for that, seriously, I would not be here. And yes, we spend money on it. So when, you know, when our prices uh, go up and we kind of charge, they're like, oh my God, you know, we got to pay this. I'm like, well, I'm kind of paying, 
you know, these things so I can make it better for you. Um, so we try to explain it that way, but definitely seminars, workshop and networking is my main thing. Um, they used to call me the net networking queen because uh, I, I went to like everything. I mean, even the one that I thought at that time, oh, well, it might not be for me. Well, you don't know until you walk in that building and you never know who you're going to meet. Right. And that happened a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that. And so I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. You know what? I would say definitely set a goal a short time. I wouldn't do a long one. Um, I did that. So when Milan's a cage, they're like, well, how long? I said, oh, about 15, 20 years later on when I started. And of course, now that I'm where I'm at, I didn't know podcasting was going to start. I thought we we're just going to do wedding all the way or, you know, event. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I still love it, but I know there's, there's going to be a stopping, you know, stone somewhere. So just setting a small goal is okay because sometimes we think big so quickly, you don't have to. So definitely I would say set a small goal, maybe like five years. And then after that, um, definitely get coaching. Get a coach. I don't care if it's in business. I don't care if it's as an entrepreneur, even as a career. Uh, You go to school or out of school, get a coach. Coaching is important. Nice. Absolutely appreciate that. And so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Milan, what does being a CEO mean to you? Making your own hours, uh, your own boss, no one telling you what to do, go on vacation when, when you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's a list. You know, you can change your own hours. You know, uh, if it's nine to five today, it can be nine to two tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Milan, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you want to let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Sure. Uh, First, I would like to say to everyone out there that wants to start anything, whether it's business or career, please don't be scared. Go out there and do it. I've been there. I've done it. And you know what? Um, I don't want to say regret because you learn from your regret. So just go. Um, listen to yourself, listen to your heart. Uh, that's one thing I will say about it and pray about it. Um, and the way you can find me, of course, the best way is Instagram. And it's all one word, Milan's Occasions. That's M-I-L-L-E-N-S-O-C-C-A-S-I-O-N-S. And Facebook, um, just two separate words, Milan Haile. Uh, first name Milan, M-I-L-L-E-N. And then last name H-A-I-L-E. Uh, DM me, even if you have any questions, any concerns, I will be more than happy to help you. Absolutely perfect. And you have your podcast as well, too, on your on your yes. site. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you. Look at me. How can I forget the podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes, definitely follow me on podcast. I'm on Spotify and the Milan's occasions. I made it really easy. Uh, and then also I'm on, on Apple Podcast as well. I am on three episodes right now. Um, the fourth one should be coming out soon. But I think after that, we're going to take a little break and probably come back like in October. Awesome. 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 Yeah. Well, definitely from one podcaster to another, I would not let you forget that. So we will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, okay. to make it even easier. I love um, everything that you're doing and everything you've been able to create. I, I love that final piece that you reminded us of is like, uh, feel the fear and, and do it anyways, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we have those things. And, and most of us, if not all of us have some type of fear about, you know, mm-hmm. going to that next level, whatever that looks like, but mm-hmm. to do it anyways, is really what we need to do. And we realize that that's how we get to success, mm-hmm. not by ignoring the fear, not by saying it's not there, mm. but actually doing it and going you into said it. it. 
thank you. You said it. You said it, Grisham. Seriously. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you for doing this because, you know, you also given us uh, an exposure as well. So I really, really want to appreciate you for doing this. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you. I try to create as many win-win opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad we got a chance to win a little bit on the mic today. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. You too. Thank you so much again. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.